This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. It's, it's time, time for, for the... the Killer Queens Challenge. Ooh, no. I think it's Killer Clowns. Killer Clowns, yes. Killer Clowns. Baby, we're down to the top four, and this week it's all about artistry, clowning, and go-karts! <laughs> Mary Cherry makes a cameo. She runs her mouth in the alley wearing uh, aqua socks. And Bob the Drag Queen and Arvi Guillen, both former guests of the pod, are judging these clown looks on the floor show. Can you believe we're already at a top three? Or I guess we don't know who the top three is yet. We're at the top four, awaiting the top three. Hope it's a top two. This is episode eight of Spooky Seconds. Send in the killer clowns! But they don't have to be from outer space. Forever! Dog! Winfrey's choice is a big old bust. You turn around and boom, you end up with us. Hello, Fuglies. We are your Goulash Goos. It is us. welcome to your Goulash Seconds. Seconds. Hey, and you know what? This week, it's It's just family. family. No, it's... Uh, our, this is our sibling chat. It's where we can really get to be ourselves. Yeah, that's right. And I'm very goofy. Um. Okay. So w- before went, we get into melting, no, and sat up straight, like <laughs> kind of like she was telling herself, "Let's not do that." On she camera. was like, but "I'm, too, I'm, I'm too late. We doing saw that. it." Meanwhile, executive producers, they're like, "Leave that in." We that's like fun. That. That's cute. That's fun. They that's, a, that's a goof. They have a personality. Um, speaking of personality, let's before we get in to the today's recap, let's just quickly acknowledge what happened on Tuesday this week. This Tuesday, we decided that it would be fun to do a watch along to World of Wonder and VH1's new Christmas holiday, yet to be classic, instant classic, <laughs> uh, the bitch who stole, bitch who stole Christmas. Christmas. And let me tell you, we thought it was going to be such a fun idea. We were so ready to do it until we realized that that film is two and a half, two hours long. No, the, here, here is I think the biggest issue, and we may, we may correct the writing this in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> you better tell jokes. Um, we may correct this in the new year. I think in order to do another watch along, we have to do a, a classic film that we've all seen many, many, many times. So it doesn't feel like we're trying to capture what's happening as well as make comments on it. Yeah. And to be quite honest, it's like, what's a, a movie to... you've watched a hundred times? We could do The Wizard of Oz. That's a long movie, though. Um, a movie I've watched a hundred times. You know, I'm the type of person that watches a movie once or twice and I'm good. I have seen Austin Powers in my youth like a hundred times. I've seen uh, The Birdcage. I've seen Tu Wong Fu. Oh, we could do I've seen Fight Club. I've seen so many movies many, many times. Okay, so we'll do we'll do Charlie's Angels. The Birdcage. We'll do Charlie's Angels full throttle. Directed by Drew Barrymore. Anyways, we need to get into this recap. Anyhow, if you stuck with us on that uh, watch along journey, that true journey, we thank you. Thank you so much, and I'm sorry. And if uh, you enjoyed it, let us know. The other thing that we want to mention, a very exciting announcement for the um, finale of our season four recaps, Meatball. Oh, yes. If you live in LA, Come out on Tuesday, December 21st 
right before Christmas, to Precinct, where we will be watching Dragula at Bitch Pudding's Precinct viewing. And right. then afterwards, before her competition, we'll be talking for 30 minutes live about the show. Okay, you sold that in such a weird way. We're doing Spooky Seconds live. Yes. At Bitch Pudding's party, but and Bitch not, will be our but guest. But know that it's not like, a, and Bitch is our guest, and it's not going to be, a, it's not a super long one, because she does. Right. it's not like a theater show, you're not going to sit down and whatever, but it's going to be a really fun sort of, we're going to watch the episode, and then we're going to talk about it, we're all going to be on the mics, we're probably going to ask you questions in the audience, but it's going to be like this podcast, a little bit live, but... uh Right in between uh, an episode, the finale episode of season four, and the finale of Bitches uh, uh, Drag Drag competition. competition. And Meatball and I are going to guest judge that finale. Oh, yes. And last time I guest judged or guest hosted, I sent home three girls. So we'll we'll see what happens. (laughs) Little cutthroat. Little cutthroat. Well, okay. She told me. She told me. Okay, three girls got to go. Bottom three. And then I was like, that's a lot of people for me to send home. And she, we did it. We sent them home. Even though I sat in that office and I fought for two of them to stay. I was like, can't you just send one home and then do like one week where like four people go like. Girl, or get, don't get me to judging. Don't get me to judging. So I will honestly, be. she should have just sent home the bottom two teams. That would have made more sense than having to split them up and be like, okay, so your teams, but you're being judged individually and Meatball is going to send you home. I think instead of recapping something that happened live in front of, you know, oh, 150 sorry. people, we should recap the TV show everybody's watching. I just felt bad about it, and I still do. <laughs> okay, so this week's episode, episode number seven. Killer Clown. Remember last week was the acting challenge. Peaches Christ was the all-star guest director as the monsters performed in a parody horror short called The Exorcisters. But was it camp? Was it horror was, was Zali in Whiteface? Play level? Who was knows? It, what, Were there walls like on the room? School play level. We had we had competition for high school plays when I was in the <laughs> and for the floor show, they had to present an original demon character for the judges. The extermination challenge was latex suffocation, and La Zabaleta was murdered in the church. And we still have no idea what that final scene was about. Now, That's right. This week's episode starts with an ooky-kooky marionette show. So forget those Halloween masks, because they need to be thrown out. And they need to sell these little babies. These little marionettes are cute. I feel like even though we just adjusted your your volume, you've gotten louder. You know, so. I gotta. I like to stay loud. Keep it like I'll back up off the mic. Keep it light, keep it bright. I like to stay loud. Yes, these marionettes are beautiful I, and I amazing. And I was were, like, girl, you know that sell puppet? these marionettes. Yeah, yeah I don't need would, a Halloween those mask. Would make thousands. But also those like uh, it's clear that they're all like hand custom made. And right. I think that they're made by do you remember Rasputin marionettes? No. He lives here in Los Angeles. He makes marionettes. Very sexy man. I mm. hope he made them. So this this whole puppet show is kind of like those old school like Punch and Judy shows. Like yeah. it's circus. I mean, it's kind of clown themed. It's circus themed. The boulets are dressed as the boulets. Um, but I liked this one, and I also this I bet production liked this one because they were like voiceover, and we just filmed some puppets. Easy a peasy. Yeah, I like this one. Okay, work. So, so in the boudoir. It's Hoso and Saint, so it's very chill and quiet. That's Nothing, it. They're nothing's the, being said. They're Shady the glances across, across the room. <laughs> and then they both are talking about who's coming back. They're both immediately confident that Dolly is coming back. They're like, no question. And, uh, you know, will it be Sigourney or will it be Zava who returns? It felt and, like they knew it was going to be Sigourney. Really? I don't yeah, know. I mean, they were having that little bit of conversation, but, like, at the end of the day... Well, I guess it is weird because Zava did do really well in the acting challenge. And you do remember Zava was way more gay. Zava gay. was way more um, confident going into the extermination. Was like, I'm going to fight. No big deal. So so I think it could have been a toss-up easily. Dolly mm. comes back in first and is super grateful to be back and actually ends up getting really emotional. Sort of like the first time we see a, a crack in the um dolly armor 
And uh, can you tell me, like, what happened? Because Saint says um, after he threw in the towel on his season and then I dropped out. So can you remind me about what happened? I forget what exactly happened, but it was halfway through the season. And I think that they were supposed to stay and they opted to quit. They left. And oh, then, like didn't do an extermination and left? Yes. God. Like, I can't remember the Was it jumping the out of the plane? Season. No. It was before. That was a different season. Oh, okay. Um, uh, And then, oh, no, it was the same season. You know, we need a, a historian. <laughs> well, it seems like we need, we need to watch the other seasons. We need to watch the other seasons once they're all on there. But, um, but then in Resurrection, like, I guess technically Saint won, but, like, so did Dolly at the end of it. So... Yeah, but Saint's the one who won one. It was a different time. (laughs) What does that even mean? It was a different time. Okay, so then obviously Sigourney comes back into the boudoir as well. She is emotional. And Hoso puts a nice button on the whole thing and says, I'm really glad this is the top four, but I'm sad Zappa's not here. And you're like, girl, just let it be. No. Much like the Mary Cherry drama where she was like, I'm done talking about that bitch. Hoso was the opposite this time. She said, <laughs> let's keep talking about Zava. But I'm a little confused. Weren't you that, like, one, Saint wasn't even in the bottom last week, which I, I love Saint, and that outfit was amazing. But it's the same notes every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's Saint take a break. I'm, yeah, we're going to take what? a break, and then I got, I got opinions. Oh, okay. All right. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to eat in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. When my fridge is stocked with Factor meals, I'm like... Oh, baby, I don't have to think about this. Mm -hmm. Like, it is so nice. The combinations are so good. I am a meat eater, but the vegetable options, there are so many. Like, I remember I had like a, it was like a mushroom with pasta and like a cauliflower rice. And I was like, the mushroom is filling. Like, there's plenty of uh, portion, there's plenty of vegetable, and there's plenty of flavor. And I am usually sort of not a microwave person. Mm -hmm. Very cool that this quality of food can just be heated up in the microwave. And so fast. I also love it because I am a, a very much into ordering delivery. I and know. now having all the food there, I can kind of ma- pick what I want and it's ready in two minutes. I don't have to wait an hour for stuff to get delivered. And these are way healthier options than ordering delivery. Completely. And when they have multiple things in them, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, if I cook for myself, all I'm going to eat is the biggest bowl of pasta you've ever seen in your life. But this oh, is yeah. like, you get a little pasta and the chicken and a vegetable all in one dish. Looking for gourmet meals? Try meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. And Factor Meals eliminate the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. All you gotta do is heat up and savor the good stuff. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause to reschedule deliveries that suit your lifestyle. And we're celebrating Earth Day all month long with Factor. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu items for their lowest carbon footprint meals. Head to factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 and use code sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code sloppy seconds 50 at factormeals.com slash sloppy seconds 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. That's a sleigh, baby. And we're, we're back. back. What are your opinions? <sighs> what are your opinions? I just feel like... <laughs> well, I'll say it at the end, because we got to get to the okay. end. Okay. Okay. So there's a video message up on the main stage. Greetings, my little drag bozos. Um, so 
what we find out in this video, this is a lot of information in the video message. We find it's out. It's a long one. I that, actually zoned out. <laughs> I had to watch it twice. Well, here you go, because I've written it down right here. This this challenge is the defining moment of the competition because whoever makes it to top three will automatically be added to the cast of the season four world tour. Now, you know, Landon last week pointed out that I'm very specific with the language and picking up. This doesn't mean they're the only people going on the world tour. It just means if you're top three, you're automatically added. So yes. other divas might be coming on this tour, which I think oh, is yeah. great. I'm and like, I'm they sure should when they bring visit different cities that the girls are from or something. They'll drop the girls into the show for a couple. Days. Yeah, and like I'm even though Astrid went home early, like if I was a Boulay brother, I'd be like, bring that bitch on the road to yeah, like she can play perform. live music. She's an amazing performer. Bring Mary on the road, you know. Um, well, Mary and had the a second tour, chance this episode. It didn't the go tour way. is going to the U.S., the U.K., and beyond. and beyond. I think that's Australia is the great beyond. I loved when they started talking about killer clowns. There was like a little blip in yes! the video, and they both had clown makeup on. That was very funny. I did really like that. And they picked the right ones. The one set clown with the low energy is the sad one. Oh, yeah. There was a sad one and a happy and one. And a happy one. All so right. this challenge is inspired by the movie Killer Clowns, Killer Clowns from, Outer, from Space, Outer Space, which I have never seen, but I heard is wild. It's insane. I watched it once. It does. But, it's crazy. But they make it specific. Uh, they make it known that the clowns do not need to be aliens. Correct. Okay, and the monsters will need to create their own clown character, have a story for why they kill and how they kill, and then they're going to go on location and compete in a clown cart race and an obstacle course. And, and part- yes, for the fright feat, they have to sink the clown from their past into a dunk tank in order to win a prize of assigning the keys to the clown carts. And my favorite part of the video is um, when the happy clown, the little one, says... A wise woman once said, when fighting clowns, always go for the juggler. That was a good one. That's funny. So, so what did you, were you like, oh my God, there's too much to keep up with? Or did the challenge make sense to you? The challenge made sense. It was just a lot of information being like forklifted into my ears. But it was, I think now that there's fewer of them, things are going to get a little bit more detailed. And I liked that. Okay. What I didn't like was walking out into the dirty ass alley <laughs> with like a, the the mud sludge running through the middle of it. Did you see that on the ground? At the end, when the water spilled everywhere, in the beginning, it was a dry alley. No, it wasn't. So they go out into the alley, and there's a dunk tank set up, and they're all sort of thinking, "Who are we dunking? Who are we dunking in this dunk tank?" And it is, and then out comes the sea anemone known as Mary, Mary Cherry, anglerfish diva herself. No, she was dressed like a sea anemone, but uh, actually, never mind. No, she's not. She exceeds the weight limit. So I love how she was like, each other. <laughs> I love that no question of weight was asked until like five minutes before she was in her water shoes. She was in her water shoes. I guess the other thought was, you know, they recorded those videos beforehand. Right? I guess they could record the video message whenever. And they just, like, speak them. They just speak to them and, like, have a red screen up. Because part of me is, like... They could have just phrased it differently if they knew about the weight limit on the day. They could have just been like, there will be a dunk tank and a clown from your past will haunt you in this challenge. And Because they literally had to be like, you thought you were dunking me, but you're not. I'm too big for the dunk machine. Or also, it, it, I mean, it seems apparent that the rest of the girls are still in town. Uh-huh. Why not just, like, Mary Cherry be the heckler or, like, the the circus master running the game. Right. And I they mean, just dunk the other girls. It could have been the dunk machine. No one asked about a weight limit and it could have been the dunk machine got delivered. And the person who delivered it was like, and just confirming this and this, and the weight limit is this. And then they were like, Ooh, we can't, you know, it should have ended with all of them getting into a bouncy castle <laughs> and just jumping around and holding hands. Regardless of this, I loved this segment. I thought it was great. It was really funny. Mary was out there trying to trying to read. 
Mary is good, and we proved it on the podcast. Mary is good for like high energy, running of the mouth, entertaining, good time gal, but maybe not actually getting a point across or making the complete circle in the joke. Do you agree? C- correct. Because I always I have feel fun like maybe with her. Mary didn't know she was supposed to like write out some Goodreads. Right, right, right. I mean, I also don't know. I it could have been that could have been a Mary Cherry decision to decide to read the girls. They could have been like just distract them. Oh yeah, be be goofy and fun. But this is the beginning of what the Boulets love to do, which is slowly bring girls back. Right now, so if you were returning in this moment, would you? How would you describe Mary's re- look? I would have. Oh. Um, I've Weird. seen that look a lot. Yes, uh, it's it's um, it's weird. But it's to me, I'm happy type. she didn't come out like dripping in blood or like you know like whatever. Like, would you want to be like weird or filthy? I would have come or, back like, looking cunty? like a circus clown. I know, I but you, they wouldn't have let you. Oh, then I would have can... just come back, uh, cunty, 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 cunty. Like, yeah. Fully snatched waist, highest heels I own, and just, like, let my feet bleed for standing out there for, like, an hour. Not uh, them reading her shoes. She was trying to read them, and they read her shoes. But she, they were water shoes. And maybe <laughs> she, was she prepared. didn't wear a pair of heels that day. So they all get dunked at some point, um, and Dali ends up getting the most hits, so they yes. win the fright feet. And when they go back into, this was kind of weird to me because they should have just like not had any stakes on this, but it was kind of weird to me. They go back in and they're like, okay, you get the keys and all you get to do, you blindly assign keys. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think that it was like they said, it's set up in order of like best key to worst key. So, I mean, those definitely weren't the keys. Those were just like producers. Like, does anyone have a mailbox key? Who has a biggest key? Who has the smallest key? Yeah, I just felt like there was there could have been like a different way of doing this. Of like, who gets a head start, or what order, or who gets uh, the best or the worst? Like the idea of it being a key. I'm like, then make the keys like these big prop keys, and they like are themed, and each car has a theme. It just felt like a, an unnecessary like speed bump. They could have just been like. Who do you want to have the most advantage well, and the least advantage? And it felt like an unnecessary speed bump because all of them were sitting in there just like, um, okay, so I, I guess I assign now. the keys. Uh, yeah, I have the worst <laughs> car, but I've never driven. Ooh, it was just like, what is happening? Like, let's just leave this out. So we let's move on then. Um, Sigourney also has never driven before. Sigourney is confident in her driving skills. She's got NASCAR in her blood, Diva. She said that. I could, but here's the thing: I could imagine her at a NASCAR drinking a beer and just screaming at the top of her lungs. Honey, down, boots, back, house, Indiana. She, so Sigourney takes to the role of cleaning. She just gets <laughs> on her hands and knees and starts cleaning up the boudoir. Um, and then finally, after that, after you have her, to say why she's cleaning up the boudoir. Well, she's trying to distress her tights, but Thank it's you. like <laughs> just take black makeup to the tight or like. Uh, well, she got great, you know, not to give anything away, but she got amazing feedback on her distressing and on yeah. the dinginess. And I think it's because she rubbed everything on the floor. They said good for her. Good for now, you. Sigourney also shares her mother dying the same week that she got the call to be on the show. That it's only is so Two intense. months since her, two months and nine days since her mom passed away. That is insanely intense. Also, this information, I wish this information would have been given to us earlier because it was touched upon, but I don't think I realized the uh, like how crazy it was that she got the call and then she didn't even get to tell her mom. My thought process when this, and this moment is really touching and I feel like it tells us the whole story and it's really revealing about Sigourney and, you know, even some of her behavior. Like, like knowing knowing that is her headspace it makes sense how she is um like her conflicts with Mary her conflicts with Zava and what's interesting is that both Zava and Mary had 
recently experienced death. Zava talked about burying her sister and Mary, her grandmother, and those things. It's interesting that those personalities she had the most conflict with, they also shared this similarity, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about it that way. So it was just really enlightening to be like, oh, okay, this is the headspace she's in. Which also... I, listen, I commend Sigourney for following her dream. She says her mom was her biggest fan, supported her drag career, would love to see her on the show and support her in this uh, experience. Do you think you would have it in you to, like, go and do this? Maybe as a way to get through it? I could have done it, but I think it would have, I mean... It would have been hard, but maybe that's why she is so quiet and reserved when they're at the house and she, like, isn't talking to anybody and is being so quiet. It's like, this is trauma. And she's, like, working through her trauma and also going through one of the most stressful experiences of her life. Right. Could you do it? No, you couldn't. You'd be you'd be lost at sea. I don't know. I'm pretty good at compartmentalizing, I guess. I, like, love to throw myself into work. But it's, I mean, it's... That this hearing her tell this story is like really intense. Yeah. And then quick pivot, the next day Dolly wants to get fucked by a clown. This is my chance. <laughs> I was like, Meatball is sitting at home slapping <sighs> on that clown Hard white. As a rock. <laughs> Dolly, I if you want to fuck this clown, you can. Or Girl, do you she want me said to fuck she you? wants to get fucked uh, by a clown. I can top her. She got a tight little hole, I'm sure. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Also, can we talk about the OnlyFans narrative? Like, Mary kept talking about Dolly's OnlyFans, and then they kept being like, all you're good for is a hard dick or something like that. I felt like there was, like, some weird sort of sex work disparagement happening on this episode. Did you I think it was find that narrative? All, I did not find that narrative. I think it was all in jest. I think, I think Mary was just trying to get her licks in where she could. Maybe think so are that, you. If Dolly's around, you're trying to get I'm your trying to get in my legs in. Maybe she thinks that like that's something that Dolly is like a little bit ashamed about, but I don't think she is. No, and shouldn't be. Absolutely not. Dolly says they're trying to get their pinata busted open by a bozo. Woo, baby! I could be that bozo, Dolly. <laughs> you trying to play bozo buckets? Alert! 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 <laughs> the floor show is about to begin! At this point, no one cares. And if you've noticed... Someone told me yes. that on at least one or two of these, the floor show is about to begin, it's a different day. So they're like just like practicing their makeup for the next day. So like when the alert happens, they would wipe their makeup off and go back to the house. Oh, it's day one still? Sometimes it depends on like what the challenge is. Oh, interesting. Well, I wanted to say that uh, something that I also have noticed is like, you know, on episode one, when it's like alert, alert, and they're like, please report to the main stage for a video, me-, you know, like that's yeah. this big announcement. Now you still hear a boule say that, but it's just like buried in the background because like. No one is. I think that alert really works episode one, maybe episode two as well. But then from yeah, then on, it's just sort six, of like I was like, we're we're done with this. <laughs> like they're and gonna so get are ready. The contestants, and also because they've shown us footage of production crew helping Hoso get into her like hairy moth. Like we know their support, and it's not just like you better get there or else you're fucked. Okay, but let's here, let's spitball some ideas. What okay. should they do other than this alert alert? The whole boudoir should be on a set, uh, like it should be an elevated box diorama set. And when it's time to get on the main stage, it should start to shake like a like an earthquake and they have to finish their makeup while the whole room is shaking. Now that would be a challenge I'd be interested in. <laughs> Maybe they have to get do their makeup while riding a bull. Or the just beast, in the back of a it. in the back of a van driven by Delta Work or Angina. That would be funny too. <laughs> okay, but I'm saying instead of the alert because it just goes alert, alert, and then we start the well, then the boules come out. I so think, what could it be? Could it be like girls? Time to finish getting ready, and it I should think just there be really should be calm? a time clock. I think I think after you know two hours because I'm sure they actually get two hours. Three. Three? Yeah. 
So I think at the real time clock, the problem is, here's the problem, the logistical problem. Well, I'm sure that they're still getting ready while the boulets are being filmed up on the stage doing their, like, But here's the logistical problem. I was going to say, like, actually start a 15-minute clock so that there are real stakes. And, like, that's the final 15 minutes. And whoever is the most finished by the end of the 15 minutes gets to be the last person to walk on stage. Oh, that's good. They gain more time in the long run. I was going to say, but how do you judge who's most finished? Because you don't know what people's looks are. Well, that are. could just be a behind the scenes. Well, you judge by whose face is covered in the most makeup. <laughs> this is messy. Okay, let's take a break. Okay. And we'll be right back with a great idea. We are. We're back. And I'll stand there with the wizard. You know what I mean? Doing things I've never felt. Feeling things? What is and it? though I'd never show it, I'd be so happy I could melt. melt. Oh, that's oh, a... Oh, and then bringing it back bringing it to back the to floor show. The boules and the white dresses, the shoulder pads, the bird claws... And some incredible hair. I love this hairstyle. I don't know what this is called, but when they do the like blunt cut sideburn. Right here, yeah. Yes, like by the But temple. I also love the V-cut bang. Girl, this hair was banging, and I bet. It's the bang. It's the bang. I bet. They wouldn't ever do it, but put this wig on someone who could like turn like an Ariana number. I bet that hair swang, too. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was wondering, because a lot of the wigs they've had for, like, years. Right. Like, from my season sometimes. I see them in those. And I'm like, how do they keep a wig together? But then I remember, it's like, they don't move. They're not, like, throwing their body around or doing anything. I'm just jealous. Jealous of their boogie? Well, their lack of boogie. So... The guest judges come out, and it's Bob the Drag Queen. That's right. Harvey Guillen. Harvey Guillen. Both former guests of the pod. Oh, yeah. We had Bob. Yeah. Who, Bob, also, hi, Bob, because Bob listens. Bob texted me the other day and was like, should I get an all-form couch? I heard you guys advertise all the time. I said, go for it, Bob. Uh Uh-oh. Get it, Bob. Get it, Bob. Um, Also, while you're there, get yourself a Helix mattress. We just got... A new bed, so I have the f- these in the background. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's the old box springs. Oh, bye box springs. Bye bye. Bye box. Um, Harvey looks cute as hell. I love his yeah, little top. I love Harvey and Bob looks gorge. And this was really exciting. I will say, I will say, I kind of wish that they were judges on a different week. When there could have been more juicy judging. Because this felt like, you know, I don't know. I felt like they're such good judges and they have so much to offer. And this episode felt a little like, okay. Do you, you know what I'm saying? A little bit. Only because, that, like, I would have liked to have seen Bob and Harvey do the acting challenge. Exactly. As, like, experienced actors and people who, Yeah. I think that that would have been a better challenge for them. This challenge was literally just like come out and be a clown. That's all right, they got to see. Right, because they didn't bring Harvey and them out to the racetrack. Like all they watched was like the one thing. And how come none of these clowns did any like circusy tricks? None of them yeah, wanted to like do like a hula hoop. None of them tried to juggle like a bunch of dead baby heads. Like okay. nothing. No clowning. Well, let's talk about what they did do. Hoso came Hoso- out. In a multi-faced, which is her gig, uh, multi-faced like clown masks and had a sword. The haircut and the hat kind of looked like V from V for Vendetta, like anonymous. Oh, the like blood and like yeah. the, almost like a pilgrim. There was like an element of that, there was, right? Yeah, there was a buckly element to it. <laughs> and yeah. the sword. The sword. I have to agree with the judges voting that it didn't quite make sense with the whole look, but I also think that I, that's it's it's not. I don't know. It might have made sense. It wasn't for you though. Wasn't for me. Sigourney is a gorgeous clown carrying balloons with 
amazing bozo hair. That was that the best hair, hair was that was the best hair. And was. her face was fucking beat down. Yes. She looked incredible. Yeah. Um, Dolly is all gums, candy corn mohawk with a candy drill. And like the outfit Gum was... me, daddy. <laughs> Gum me. Okay. What, what did Dolly said when they were doing their makeup? I'm going to be full sail all day tomorrow with all these clowns around me. Yeah. You were like, get me on the boat. I need to sit on his lap. Or you can sit on mine. <laughs> Daddy. Daddy Dolly. What was the outfit? Were they like leather straps, like big belts? It seemed like big belts. It was like Big leathery work. straps. And then the the striped arm like it's just sleeves and it was so perfect like dolly's such an amazing performer but also if they were like i'm fucking done being on stage they could literally just like make high-end horror film villain costumes for yes. the movies like absolutely every detail is paid attention to dolly and victoria black if they got into a room together that would be magic maybe they have like they could start a production company you know and what what bob says as a judge i'm into the details i'm into the d and i'm into the tail. into the tails bob is funny that person is very funny. funny bob is gorgeous too um saint is a fashion mime and a kitten heel with you the know, tiny took the notes took the notes of <laughs> Too little energy did did less. And said, I'm going to give you less. And I'm going to give you less. the tiniest wig you've ever seen in your life. And I think it's a bit unfair that she was allowed to press up against a glass. Did you see that? No. As the mime, like, there was a part where she would, like, put her hands up against No, she glass. was miming. She no, was in a glass box. No, if you box. looked at the palms of her hands, No, it was... meatball, she's a very good mime. Have you but never you seen a mime the, do invisible glass? She, yes, but she but she was doing. I'm in an invisible box. Help me out but of here. There was a real piece of glass in front of her. No, at one point, yeah. You're just trying to utter, listen. Bob said it. People try to undercut black creators' accomplishments. Saint is very good at miming. Well, she should have done more than. There's the rope pull. <laughs> You know what I mean? She didn't do the rope pull. She didn't try to lasso one of the judges. She could have gone all out. Like, as a mime, she could have done so much more. But again, it was just low energy. She literally started by hunching down and putting her arms in front of her and, like, swinging across the runway. For me, as a mime, personally? Oh, you're giving your notes with your body. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about this. This sibling chat it's really focused on each candidate as top three contenders less about who won the specific challenge but it's an overall who should move forward and i great good they're being honest yeah but they didn't seem like they weren't really talking about the clown of it all they were like who's top three who do we want to bring on the road it felt like a filler it felt like a filler challenge or a filler chat chat and a filler runway or floor show because what i think the conceit of this episode is what happens later which is the extermination challenge this whole episode is built around that event and then um at the end girl they seem tired and over it they're like confused they're like i'm melting what are we doing it's the end of the show i'm melting no no it's the end of the competition we need to get out of here that's what they said (laughs) Um, okay, I bef- thought this was the best sibling chat, though. No, I like the one where they were like, "I was not impressed by any of this." This sucked. maybe I just like seeing them a little tired. Um, <laughs> Can we talk about what you would have done for this before McDonald's, we get into the judge? Hamburger clown, a fucked up, crazy hamburger clown. That's like my thing. Hamburglar. Oh, the hamburglar. That would have been fun too. Grimace. Grimace. I would have definitely stayed these, within the McDonald's. Now we're, <laughs> McDonald's now we're moving away the from McDonald's cinematic universe. MCU. Okay, thoughts on this iconic regular clown look. Darwin Gacy. Oh, that's fucked up. John Wayne Gacy juggling little Dicks. children's heads. Oh. Um, I was going to say, what if, like, I had, like, a flower, but it squirted blood? All right. And I had, like, um, 
like a balloon animal that looked like a balloon, but then I popped a balloon and there was like a knife inside of the balloon. Like it was the concealment. Like I had like a balloon sword and I was being funny, but then I popped it and it was a real knife. <gasps> that would be funny. Or like I'm wearing like the the big clown shoes, but then like I like squeeze my body and spikes come out of it so I can like stab people with it. So it's real like real world clown. But then the darkness is concealed. Yeah. All right. Uh, cool. So the judging. Uh, Sigourney, again, they love the look. They said the distressing was great, but the hat was too clean. Yeah. It was uh, a pristine white hat. It was. And they said the balloons felt dangerous, but not in like a killer clown way, but in a you're going to trip or fall or like they got the best of you way. I felt so bad for her when it wrapped around her foot. There's but, literally the only thing. There's nothing you can do in that situation. Right. She kicked that heel off and she kept it pumping. Yeah. I like that. She just fucking stabbed them all. Like that was cool. But really she Sigourney her aesthetic is like glamour and twisted, but mm-hmm. it is just never filthy. Yeah. Like the filth factor is completely missing. And I see, I understand, like they they say it very specifically. There are four tenants to Dragula, and filth is one of them. And I see her as a really put together clean queen. And and that makes that part of it challenging. Mm-hmm. What about Absolutely, Hoso? But I thought that dress was gorgeous and I would wear it. She I would looked wear that the dress. hair. I mean, the I, hair is probably hair, some of the best hair incredible. we've seen on the show. So, Hoso, there may be too much going on at this look. It's a little bit busy and some of the details took the judges out of it. Like, yes, I saw it too. The back of the mask not being painted really did bother me too. And I don't think it should have. Right. It like, should have bothered you? It, was or just, it... it shouldn't have bothered me, but it did. Well, it, I, the front was so detailed. worked on. It had yeah. so many, like, it was clear that the front had been worked on and the back had wasn't even touched. It and was I just, think, like, straight out of the store. It looked right. like clear plastic, or, like, plastic that was shiny. What would you have done? Maybe paper mache it a little bit? Or add a even little texture, just painted just it painted white, white. To match the front, and it would have been, yeah. it would have cleaned up the whole look. And maybe put, like, blood on the inside. I don't know. Well, you know what? Not to compare one monster to another, but a lot of Hoso's looks to me, if you you know, if you look at the spectrum of what is shown on Dragula, I feel like Abora and Hoso sort of live in the same area. Yeah. The thing about Abora is you well, look neighbors. at you look at Abora and it looks like a pile of garbage. And mm-hmm. then when she like stands up, it becomes a ball gown, and you're like, how like when she won drag queen of the year and the 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 dress looked like a bunch of things sort of hot glued together but then if you looked at it she sewed a zigzag zipper into the back of the guy like it was pristinely made but looked like trash Mm -hmm. that i think that one additional element of Hoso, like to add to what Hoso is doing is what's missing. Because again, like the, the hairy moth, that thing was incredible. Yeah. And it was really detailed. And if she had just taken those details and added it to this look, I think she would have succeeded more. I 100% agree. Do you think that Mary Cherry wore that outfit? Cause she thought she was going to get wet. Yeah. I think they told her she was going to be in the dunk tank. Okay, so then Dolly comes walking out. This was a winner. They loved it. It was detailed. It was complete. It was unique. They took all of their past critiques and applied them to this performance, and it was great. It was. They even said it was the best of Dolly. It was everything that Dolly does. This was a serve. Great in one this place. This was a major serve. To go with a candy corn theme... And fully commit to, like, the cones on your head, the gun, or the little children's drill spiraling in the candy corn colors. And then to pull them out of your... I want some of those candy corns. From, from the, the crotch? From you the looking crotch. for some crotch candy? I, it was great. It was great. The story was there. Now, I will say, I wish there were more teeth. I mean, it was great. 
but when they were like decorating it, there was teeth on everything. And I, I wish think it was, was hard to see the teeth on the the screen because there were teeth on the magnifying glass. There were teeth all over the headpiece. There were a lot of teeth. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and then let's talk about Saint. Do you believe the Boulets sort of conjecture or hypothesize that the choice that Saint made to be a mime was to highlight their past critiques about low energy so it would encourage her to like use her body more? I don't know. To me at this point, I know you feel the same way. It feels like she's hit her wall when it comes to her performance ability and like her energy. And that can just be saint. Like that can just be like, hey Diva, I'm not giving you Laganja Estranja energy, you know? Yeah. And I don't want that. And they said it in one of the other judgments. They're like, we don't need a kit cat cow blau girl on every right. runway, but we need at least some semblance of growth. We need to right. see you trying. And if this was her trying, then it wasn't it hard didn't enough. Land. I mean, it didn't land for me. Also, I agree with Bob's note of like yeah, I guess it was fashion, but it looked like just like a pair of overalls and a long sleeve shirt. But me. was it fashion? I, yeah, it was. It was fashion. It was fashion. You could see that on the It was fashion? It was fashion. It was fashion. It was here. It, it was, was fashion. It was, fa- but was it fashion? But was it fashion? Say fashion one more time. Fashion? Uh, um, I. Uh, listen, we're going to take a quick break, but I do want to say one thing quickly about Saint. The legend, the star, the guru, um, the there, icon, here. Delta Work, talks very often on Very That about knowing what you do, knowing what your gig is. And I think they may be asking Saint to do something that isn't her gig. Absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing. Resurrection? Because it is a challenge. Resurrection was her gig. You know what I mean? Like, these things, some things are her gig and some things are not her gig. And so I think this might be the stopping point for her. That's how I feel. Well, we'll see after this break. Bye, Abed. We are back. back. And it starts. But one thing. And uh, what starts? Me starting the <laughs> to statement. talk now. And it starts now. But, but I, let's, let, why don't you highlight? Because I think what Bob said, I made a joke about it earlier, but I think what Bob said was really important. And I'm really happy that they included it in the show. Yes. Because we know Bob is a talker and I'm sure said so many different things on that judging panel. But why don't you talk a little bit about what Bob said to Saint? Well, Bob points out something that's really important while critiquing Saint. And it's very common for people to discredit accomplishments of black people by writing it off as a diversity win. So she didn't want to be harsh on Saint, but she also owes Saint the truth. Right. And like this idea all the time. I don't want to diminish like the win of resurrection because Saint is actually like. I know we also have been giving Saint a hard time, which is why I brought the thing up about Delta. It's like sometimes it's just not your gig. You know what I mean? And Resurrection was such a different beast than this. Resurrection was literally a fashion show. Right. Where this is a competition. Right. And like a performance thing. And so I think this point is really true because we need to not think of Saint as, oh, fighting to hold into the top four, but also in Dragula season four, you know, did really well in resurrection was the champion. Like we can't, un- we can't, we can't discredit these past accomplishments. But no. I also loved when Bob said like, as black queer to black queer, I want to honestly let you know what you can work on. Yes. Bob's the best. Bob is the best. Okay. And the winner of tonight's killer queen challenge. Is... Wait, Killer Queen or Killer Clown? Wait, is it Killer, is it killer... Queen? What did you say? Oh, you said, I said Killer, killer Queen. Clown. 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 Quiller. Okay, so... Quillist. Clown. 
So we'll take that out. Okay. And uh, No, let's leave it in, killer, in fact. Let's leave it in and make you two seem a little bit more human. Killer Clown. <laughs> and the winner is Dolly. Oh, fuck me, Dolly. <laughs> it was expected. I enjoyed yeah. this. This was great. So Dolly wins. Obviously, they're very excited. And the extermination challenge, I sort of thought that the clown cart was part of the main challenge and the extermination would be something separate. But it appears that the extermination challenge is the clown cart death No, it's the clown cart thing. from hell. Which, yeah, I think that would have maybe been cooler if it was. Well, one, they made it seem like the clown carts were going to be like bumper cars. I thought they were going to be like, like, I thought they were going to be like ATVs or like actual cars, not like scooters. And frankly, my scooter from Segway, Los Angeles would have whooped all of these scooters asses. And you know, the amazing thing about Segway, Los Angeles is that they custom wrapped that scooter to look clownier than their vehicles. Ah! Frankly, Baby, let's do a do-over. Let me bring my little scooty. We can fucking fight. <laughs> Hit me with a pie. Why weren't they, like, jousting it? When I... Anyways, let's quickly talk about the cauldron because this got heated and I was here for it. Backstage. It was... I had to watch it twice. I was watching it and I was like, how did we get from point, th- like, point A to point B? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. La- Backstage in the cauldron, Hoso basically says that Sigourney doesn't have Dragula in her blood. Hoso's like, is that what she said? She says, we all have this in our blood. We don't have any other place to be. You have options of places that you can go and be a performer. And Sigourney is like, um, Diva, I do not have options. Being, um, does she refer to herself as an AFAB queen or a bio queen or anything? I don't remember. What she said on the show was, having the body I have precludes me from being in certain spaces basically saying she doesn't get booked at certain shows because other drag queens don't see it for her um and then she goes i've proved myself i was knocked over by a clown Mm -hmm. i got hit by a mechanical bull i was electrocuted i was covered in roaches and i was suffocated all hoso had to do was a photo shoot okay we'll say when she said when she said all of that michael turned to me and went so she's just been in the bottom a bunch. <laughs> well, that's and the I other was like, thing. That's the thing. I was like, it's not telling you. I mean, yes, you've done all that, but also you were in the bottom of a lot more than Hoso. Hoso's been in the top twice now. Right. To be honest, knocked over by a clown. That was everybody. Mechanical Bull was also everybody. everybody. And Electrocuted was four people. And it was clear Sigourney was not going home that day. And no one electrocuted Mary Cherry. That's right. So. She um, thinks Hoso doesn't know how to work with other people. And she says she's too young and unprepared. She literally was like, we've all been toured. We've all toured. We all know how to travel. Your makeup station is a mess. Like she, they're at the point where they're literally coming for personality traits. Well, and and just like past work. As a person who likes logistics, when Sigourney was like, you're not organized. I was like, drag her. Like, like I don't want to be on a tour bus on that tour. That is something that the Boulets will need you to be organized and ready to pack your shit up and move in a moment's notice. And then, what did the editors do, honey? They provide. They showed us receipts, and the receipts are the great. Can I borrow some makeup wipes? (laughs) The, The the great collage of. Do you have any makeup wipes? Did you you bring makeup makeup wipes? Did you bring makeup wipes? Do you have a cell phone charger? And I know they're at the Globe. How hard would it be to, like, hand a five to one of the little PAs and, like, run down to the Walgreens? Well, the PAs could be tall. They may not be little. <laughs> Diva attitude on your part. One of those little PAs. You know. Oh, right. We've all PA'd. Hardworking PA. There's someone's there's job is to run air. Do you have... Did you bring... Did you bring your makeup wipes out here? Did you bring... And I then didn't bring, it, I, didn't I love bring that it ends on. Out. Well, I love when she asks Sigourney, and Sigourney goes, "No, I didn't bring any." Um, Sigourney like, also answers clearly, before the question is yeah. even fully. No, asked. it's it's clearly a problem because then even um, She's bitter like, nah. Betty, Petty Betty, now nah. Petty Betty goes, "I got some for you, girl." Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we all know why you're over here. So then the breakdown is, I mean, it's literally, it, it feels like crazy to say it out loud, but Sigourney thinks it should be her, Dolly, and Saint. Hoso thinks it should be Hoso, Dolly, and Saint in the top three. Saint says it should be 
Dolly Saint and Sigourney. And Dolly says, this was actually surprising to me, but Dolly yes. said it should be Dolly Saint and Hoso and that Sigourney should go. That home. shocked me. I thought they were all going to say Sigourney, Dolly, and Saint. Maybe Dolly was just trying to, to be the middleman and be like, I'll go the opposite way. Dolly did say it's the most diplomatic answer because it's based on track record and Hoso does have two wins. There you go. All right. Well, let's get to the the mom, the piece. The uh, what do you the call piece it? The main event. The resistance. No, because that's the oh. Well, that's what you were about to say. I thought it, you just forgot. It French. was, but okay. Let's get back to the main event. The reason the we're all the reason here. for the season. The extermination challenge. The exterminated queens come back as cl- killer clowns to terrorize the clown cart race, but. The obstacles are mostly just pies in their face, and was it water balloons? And then it looked like someone was throwing, like, oatmeal at them. There was one person just grabbing a handful of shit and throwing it. Who did you uh, recognize out there? I recognized Bitter Betty. I did, too. And Coco. Yes, Coco Kane, honey. And I think formaldehyde i think that first my queen, sweet little baby formaldehyde there was I'm a mask queen they're back and i saw astrid I, I, I. which one was astrid with the umbrella on the head and the white paint that was clearly astrid oh, did not recognize that as astrid i kept on being like is that felony like who is so, that so i think mary didn't do this and I think no, Mary Jade... got the dunk, and Jade was at home crying yeah. about her dick. Yeah, you can't expect her to do that. Exactly. So I, to me, to me, for me personally, the standout of this entire thing was Coco King. Yes. Giving oh, and they knew that. Flag. They knew that. Letting her she vote got her with little the moment at the end. Do the dip. Her breastplate looked incredible. Yeah, she looked great. I love. Okay, the big mouth. Like I, that was insane but i loved it i was just like i know some girls that look like that because of the, <laughs> the juvederm which plump. we run ads for plump um so and then we see the puppets for the top four yeah but can we just one more time i know segway los angeles was not involved because these scooters were my scooter would have so bad what what so d- Saint had an actual go-kart. Hoso had like a children's toy, like a power wheel. Yeah. Sigourney Dolly was had on a, a like, two-wheeler. That like Sigourney was on a two-wheeler, right? Like a yeah, motorcycle. Which I was thing. scared when they were like hitting them in the face with stuff while they were driving. Cause I was like, two wheels you can get knocked off a of real easy. And then Dali looked like she was on like a homemade thing with like a lawnmower mower and it was really cooking. Yes, Dolly's was the best one. But what, like, I don't know. I They say death trap, obstacle course. Like, it just felt it like was It was nothing. a, what was the things that you would do on, on at school where you would, like, run a three-legged race? Like a field the, day. Yeah, it felt like a field day. It felt like, hey, everybody, we're all going to be outside today. It's going to be so fun. It was too cutesy. And then making them stop to get hit in the face with a pie and then continue moving forward. Like, it just wasn't... Yeah, it was like a pit stop. Pit stop for pie. Yeah, hold on. We got an email, and I want to read it. Right now? Yeah, because it's about the extermination challenges. Oh, pull it up, pull it up. This is from a person named Max. Or no, their name is something else. Okay, I love your podcast and your big sexy bodies. Am I the only one with a problem with the extermination challenges this season? I used to think I could never go on this show because past exterminations were so scary. Stapling things to your skin, eating raw organs, getting a tattoo that someone else chooses for you, etc. Now I think I wouldn't be afraid to do that. Do you think the exterminations were intentionally toned down? Do you think the attorneys were involved? I would send a sex story, but I've been married for years, so there's no interesting sex going on. Here's a holiday pic of me, and it's just a picture of them with a baby Jesus. Um, I agree. This didn't feel dangerous. I will say, to throw it back to our conversation last week and Landon saying, you know, the suffocation seemed, like, real and scary. When Sigourney was talking about the suffocation last week, that seemed, like, really intense and scary. And the fact that, like, her lashes got in her eyes and all of that stuff. So I think that one. And when, like, 
Hoso and Betty further explained the beachfront photo shoot and how the waves were really crashing and there felt like an undertow. But they do not have the same energy. It doesn't have the same, have the same level and energy of danger. Like, I don't feel scared watching it. I feel like these are very controlled circumstances. I agree. I'm hoping in season five, with the success of the show, I'm hoping they bring back season five and somehow with the AMC and the Shutter connection, they can like hire the person who does like the challenges on Fear Factor. You know, like that they they yeah, figure out a Factor way. Felt scary, but not life threatening. It felt you know controlled, I mean? yeah. but a challenge. I was just watching some clip. And this on... seems just like a bunch of like like bring a book. It seems like a game night. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Bring a it's, book, It seems like bitch. a rich person's, like, backyard birthday party. All of these little challenges they're doing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It would be interesting to see if they could amp up the extermination. So, and then we see the puppets of the top four and who is going to get the chop from the Marionette Boulet Brothers. And so this was surprising because based on how they came in, it looked like at the end. Ugh. It looked like at the end of the uh, race, it was Dali and then Saint and then Sigourney and then Hoso. So it looked like it was between Hoso and Sigourney. And Sigourney. But in the Punch and Judy Marionette show, the bottom two who are up for murder Bottoms. are Saint and Hoso. And Hoso, which I was shot one. Don't give us a to-be-continued. Don't give us a fake double elimination. Well, you know it's to-be-continued because next week is the reunion and then the finale. So I can bet you not until the end of the reunion episode are they going to reveal who's actually in the top three. I think at the reunion they're going to be like, and our top four. And they're going to talk to them like the top four. And not until the finale or the end of end of that will we understand the top three. Mm. That's how I Well, who feel. do you think it is? I think I would like I would like it to be Hoso. I think it'll be for a more entertaining and challenging competition. If I don't it's Hoso, gonna... Sigourney, and Dolly. But you think they're gonna keep Saint? Just based off of the fact that like they already gave her a second chance on resurrection and she won resurrect like they brought her back for this and they've literally just been letting her sail through with the same comments every time it's like there's an affinity for her that is undeniable and you can't say that i'm not right so i feel like they're just going to bring her back because it's just what they keep doing well i don't know they should chop her but then bring her on tour well that's where we're at that's everybody where we're at, that's police. where we're at <laughs> So listen, thank you so much for listening to Spooky Seconds. We're almost at the end. We have two episodes left. And remember, so next week, we believe, I mean, I believe this is true, that it's the reunion episode. The and Last then, Supper. And the Last Supper. And then the, the week after will be the finale. And for our finale episode, if you are in Los Angeles on Tuesday, December 21st at Precinct in downtown LA, there is a viewing party hosted by Bitch put in after that viewing party meatball and i and bitch will all be on stage talking about the episode that will then air on sloppy seconds here the following friday and if you want to make a night of it you stay for the viewing party you stay for our chit chat half a podcast and then stay for the finale of bitches drag competition what's the competition called so you want a drags with a z and that's the way the voices that's how it's so you want a drag um, so that's a I great thing tell you, if you're in L.A. on December 21st. It's a fun competition. And at the last one, this is just a sidebar, she was getting rid of her old drag. So the competition is that they have to pick up two or three pieces of her old drag and make it 80% of the outfit this week. LOL. But guess what I found in that old drag? Something of yours? My I'm a top wig. Oh! That had been missing for years that I had no idea where it was. Who, me? I'm a top. It's in this room. Can you recite the lyrics? Who, me? I'm a top. A top? I'm a top. Who, me? I'm a top now. A top? I'm a top. You keeping watching bunking and bad Can't stop, won't stop, 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 stop
I got you I funny walking. I got you walk funny walking. I'm a bottom now. You know what? Maybe I'll restyle this wig. You could do I'm a bottom now. You could write me that one minute. Bah. We do another music video. Same beat. Same exact beat. Everything exactly the same. My waist is a little bigger. But other than that, I think we got, look at this wig. You just took a screenshot. I'm about to post it on the internet. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening to Sloppy uh, Spooky Seconds. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Our number is 213-536-9180. And we'll be back next Friday and then this Tuesday. So goodbye. Goodbye and spooky holidays. Doodle doot doot forever. Dog. To listen to Sloppy Seconds ad-free and one day early, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Music, editing, and sound design by William Pitt. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey. 